Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped Store. Use coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. That's coupon code podcaststore.untapped.com. Treat yourself and save some dough. And there we go. Get an extra life and win the level. And... uh, (laughs) Remember, like, subscribe, find our house on Google Maps, all the normal social media stuff. It helps us keep this show going and allows me to invest in ice, which is not an acronym. I mean, frozen water that will take the place of crypto as the current of the future when that crashes in 2023. Ice is it, y'all. So like, subscribe, all that stuff. But now let's go to the present or maybe quickly to the past with John. In today's episode, what's happening? I want to stick around till I can't see straight. (laughs) Fill my eyes with that double vision. Has has Foreigner been talking about (laughs) double IPA since 1978? Wow. Maybe. I mean, remember those commercials back in the 90s for double mint gum, double mint, double mint, double your pleasure, double your fun? Or double talk, like when breweries tell you this beer may have some minor side effects, like turning Gandhi into a robot. All of (laughs) those double puns that I'm doing a bad job of representing, none of them are on this podcast, except for maybe the robot one. We're talking about doubling the ingredients in your beer and doubling the outcome. And a little history note for those of you planning on appearing on Jeopardy!, or anyone that's a fan of Pliny the Elder, there's actually a really cool story about the original double IPA, which is often credited to Vinny and the team at Blind Pig Brewery, Mm. who later went on to become a majority part of the team at Russian River Brewery. And they created this kind of small step that led to more powerful IPAs from the West Coast Then we saw breweries like Rogue and Stone and soon the whole country following step to get their own 2X IPA on the shelf and actually eventually got its own category at the Great American Beer Fest in 2003. Like so many inventions, we talked about the icebox before. The (laughs) rumor is that Vinny accidentally added too much mash into his upcoming beer And rather than tossing it, he just ran with it and created something that would eventually help promote craft beer in America on every shelf in the country. That's a neat story about finding the elder by proxy and turning an accident into a great thing. But Harrison, do I need to drink a double IPA to earn the badge on today's show? You do not. So today's 2X or two times or double badge, I've heard it called a lot of different things, is pretty cool in that the style itself isn't the only factor here. It's not limited just to double IPAs or imperial IPAs or 2X IPAs, however you want to 
column, it's really imperial anything. So the description on tap, it, it kind of suggests that. It says, when a single isn't enough, make it a double. Doubling the hops and malt in a recipe results in a higher BV and can pack quite a boozy punch. Five different beers with the style that it contains, imperial or double in a style name, uh, will help you unlock the next level of this badge. So that's the key there. This is an imperial or double something. So yeah, IPA is easy. It's what we're going to do today. But Imperial Stout, Imperial Pumpkin Ale, which I Ooh. saw on the list today as I was reviewing everything. There are obviously tons of beers that have a double or Imperial counterpart to them. So um, you can unlock this badge a variety of different ways. And sometimes it's one of those badges that sometimes surprises me. I'll be having like an Imperial, you know, Stout or, and it pops up and whatnot. And maybe I'm not expecting it. So it's cool like that. It's a little bit different. But that's the key, folks. We'll have the double IPA today, but you don't need to have a double IPA if you're a malt fan, maybe a lager fan, an imperial pilsner. That's a style. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It exists. And that's, that's without getting too granular. No one wants to listen to us talk about beer. Yeah. But when <laughs> when when we say double in today's world, you might think of double dry hops. But when you say right. double IPA or double stout or imperial stout, yeah. is that basically Harrison? Just is that an easy way for me to tell that there's a certain ABV on this in this can? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Right. And it's ooh. I mean, it is sometimes a little bit different based on the style. But you're pretty safe to assume that if it's a double or imperial something, it's going to be higher than seven and a half, seven and a half or eight percent ABV. That's kind of like again pretty safe in that range. Um, if you're above that, you can pr probably yeah, be rest assured during something of the imperial nature. But again, I'm looking at the list right now and untapped. It's you know double pastry stout, double white stout. Pumpkin beer, there it is. But there's Imperial Brown Ales, Imperial Pilsners, Imperial Porters, and Red Ales, and I, Double Black IPAs. So there's, again, lots of different ways to crack this uh, this chestnut, if you will, um, if you're not a hop fan. But we are, so we're going to do it The way. hoppy way. Yeah. <laughs> and we're drinking a beer that has been on my kind of whales or wish list mm -hmm. since time immemorial. Yes. It was called something else when I first heard about it. Yeah. And Harrison might have a little bit of insight into that mm. story, or at least what we can legally share. Right. So today <laughs> on the podcast, we're drinking from New England Brewing Company, G-Bot. Their Imperial or Double IPA, uh, which looks exactly like a G-Bot. Um, beautiful can. It, the artwork on here is steeped in lore, especially the original artwork, which is no longer on this can. Um, <laughs> so it's listed as an Imperial Double IPA, so it's going to qualify for this 2X or double badge at 8.5% ABV, and conveniently they list 85 IBU. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to expect a little bit of a bitter awakening here. On Untapped, mm -hmm. this beer ranks 4.31 with over 100,000 ratings. That's sick. That's amazing. I know, right? And the Brewers, New England Brewing Company, tells us the, the beer, the bot, the legend, this sought-after double IPA packs in a whole mess of hops in order to churn out a bombastic citrus taste full of orange peel, 
mildly dank whiffs of pine, and a deceptive, easy-flowing flavor. There's just enough haze in this one to satisfy the hotbeds. While it's not too bitter or crazy for first-timers to enjoy this fruity brew as well, they load it up with a bunch of hops, especially going back in time, even five years. Uh, Columbus, Citra, Simcoe, Mosaic, which is becoming... I think one of our favorite, one of my favorite hot mosaics. Yep. Great. And now that's enough talking from John. I got a beer can to open. Harrison, you've maybe had a sip already. I don't see any on your yeah. mustache, but yeah, how's it, it how's it treating? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, it's hitting the spot. So this is, and I def, I've had this beer before. As many of you know, I started my kind of brewing career in New England. I'm from New England. I brewed down the road from these guys at a brewery just the town over drink a lot of this stuff so i'm happy to be re uh re-drinking it re-enjoying it all that jazz so but today's first sip yes it's as described it's like a kind of a dank cantaloupe pine citrus thing it's so good but also still somehow smooth but i will say one of the things about this beer that stands out to me is it's it's got that old school West Coast thing where it's like fruit happening and then a little bit of bitter and then it's smooth and then it's bitter again. It's like a surprise final, like it's still on your tongue. That smoothness was only there for a moment. There's just too much hop powder in this guy to, to say, nah, you're not getting away that easy. This is the bitterness is going to be here for a minute. So just <laughs> lean into it. You dummy, and uh, I'm happy to every time. So that's that's my first sip. But John, what's going on over there? What's happening? Talk me, talk me through it. I think you described the journey that happens. I'm already two sips in. Still there, just hanging out. Bitter, bitter. Good morning, like welcome Mm. to Gbot. Here's a little bit of a tinge of some bitterness, but then the fruit takes over, and I think you nailed it with. I mean, there's a couple of different flavors you could construe here, but for me, the one that sings loudest mm-hmm. is the cantaloupe. Then there's a little bit of citrus, but that cantaloupe kind of fades into citrus, and then yeah. it's like grapefruit rind when yes. that bitterness starts to yeah. take over. Man. And it subdues the moment you swallow. You're like, that was a great sip, and then right. all the bitterness comes rushing back. <laughs> it's like eating flaming hot Cheetos. Like you can't right. stop eating. You need to keep right. going to quell the bitter. That's it. That's exactly right. And that's what I remember of like West Coast IPAs from 10 years ago. It's just that like the bitterness just hangs around and you don't find it everywhere these days. So every time I do, I get excited and then I drink it too fast. And then I'm, you know, well, whatever. We'll see on the news. Not tonight, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And there's some cool history here. So let's dive into that for a moment. So as John alluded to in the beginning, and as, if you've been a beer fan for a hot minute, you've probably heard about this because Gandhi Bot, so G-Bot, which was formerly Gandhi Bot, made international news a couple of years ago and when it had to go undergo a name change. But before that, um, so yeah, it used to be called Gandhi Bot, and the kind of origin from the brewers themselves, pretty funny story uh, from Craig and Rob, who Craig does a lot of the artwork, Rob's one of the founders, they when asked where did the name come from, they said, pretty simple. Uh, it's was originally Gandhi as a robot, as an India pale ale. Uh, the immediate reference point and geographic tie-in is well-known cool guy, 
and father of the country, Mahatma Gandhi. And, and uh, as the beer was in a metal can, a slight tie-in is made with robots being metal. So, yeah. and then he mentions this ad in the universal law of robotic coolness. And well, you get Gandhi bond. I guess this was like his pitch to the brewing staff and like the, the everyone else in ownership. And they, the room was just like dead silent. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is the universal law of robotic coolness? Which you know. as they go on to explain is kind of, he's, he lives his life by many codes and laws. And one of them is, you make anything a robot, it becomes cooler. So a squirrel is boring. A robot squirrel is it here to kill me? Is it here to from the future? Like now you have a story. So Accurate. there's some, right something's happening um, with that. So I, I agree with him there. It was a lot of robotic coolness. Um, and then I so many years later, though, after being called Gandhi about for a while, I guess one of the relatives of um, the Mahatma Gandhi, their family kind of found out about it. And it turns out Gandhi was all about abstaining from booze in his life. So having him be on a can of beer, maybe (laughs) to make the most sense. So, you know, uh, Nebco or New England Brewing Company, as they're known locally, it's just Nebco. They were cool with it and, you know, changed it to just G-Bot. But leaving leaving the cool kind of peace sign robotic hand as he gets swallowed into the metallic pile of junk beneath him. There is an ode to what once was, and of course, the name itself. So, interesting story, funny how it all began, you know, and, and everything's all cool now. Um, but, uh, it, and not the that's first, a, yeah, right. Was, now. <laughs> that's one of the, like, I think one of the coolest parts about, like, oh, you, you made a beer and you got to come up with this cool name. Yeah. But yep. there's a lot of people trying to end my cool names and all the ones that I come up with. It seems like it's a really difficult task to come up with a cool name that sticks. Yeah. It, they've gotten in, they've, they've run into trouble of another time. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's kind of a testament to, they've been doing this since 2001. So 20 years as of today. And when you're kind of, and that's not early on, we're not talking about 1980 here, but it's, it was kind of a pivotal point in craft beer when a lot of craft breweries were closing. What the craft consumer was kind of changing, as we just talked about with Vinny, like around a similar time, kind of this idea of a double IPA was emerging and hops and all that fun stuff that we kind of, you and I kind of lived and, and drank through. There was a lot of change though. And so when you're one of the first breweries to do stuff, sometimes you find out the hard way that you can't do those things. And so, um, Gandhi Bot was one example. They have another beer called Imperial Stout Trooper that has a stormtrooper on the logo of it from Star Wars, of course. They got sued by Lucasfilm, who sues everybody, um, mm-hmm. but still did, saying you can't use a stormtrooper on your beer. And so uh, they didn't have to change the name but they had to change the logo slightly. And it's pretty funny. I won't give it away. You can look it up on Untapped. Uh, but they changed, they kind of obscured in a comical way, the Stormtrooper's face on Imperial Stout Trooper, which is an Imperial Stout of theirs. And then actually last year, changed it again for 2020. That Stout Trooper has a mask on, which is fitting. So, um, yeah, not no stranger to kind of find out the hard way where the line is or whatever. But a bunch of cool guys who roll with it and, you know, are, you know, make the, the right decision at the end of the day, which uh, I applaud them for. And they made a really important kind of point of this jumping back to G-Bot. 
that like when they change the name, that's all they change. Like this is the same beer it's been since they dialed in the recipe. When it was Gandhi Bond, it wasn't like an opportunity to switch stuff around or anything like that. Um, same beer. And for me, for my memory, this has tasted the same for the, you know, the better part of you know, 10 years or so since I remember drinking it first. So happy about that because it's still tasting tastes kind of like the past. It's like a throwback that someone made last week, which is kind of wild that beer can do that. My yeah. t-shirts that are throwbacks are falling apart and they're old and they just get old and they decompose. These beer recipes though, they've been around. If it's like the same, great. I can travel back in time whenever I want. Cause I'm doing it right now and forward slightly. Doc Brown in a can without, well, 8.5 ABV instead of 88 miles per hour. There's probably a beer remake coming soon. Ooh, um, and these guys, New England Brewing, steeped in history. They're from New England, as the name implies. Were they, uh, I mean, I know uh, anyone listening, I hope you're aware of the beer called Fuzzy Baby Ducks. Right. Which is also uh, held in pretty high regard. Uh, yeah. were, were these guys around for like the New England IPA? Were they part of that kind of trend or, or I don't know, capitalizing on some of the fame there while keeping G-Bot alive? Yeah, I mean, they absolutely were. Uh, and, and again, like I was kind of brewing in Connecticut during like this, certainly during when New England IPAs went from just being brewed in New England to now every brewery in the country and in the world was like trying to, recreate them like i remember being a brewer in new england and going holy cow like you know kind of worried that people may try to sneak into our brewery on brew day when we made our own ipa and i got to figure out like what we were what magic we were doing or whatever that was real conversation about that kind of like no cameras in the brew house not that we were like doing magic or whatever it was just you know just being over abundance of caution so in my kind of mind's eye or my well, whatever my memory is so um, yes they were really a big player in taking that style having fun with it they're doing it their own way so obviously like for me and we've talked about this for, for most people like the alchemist is kind of like the godfather of that style treehouse as well like you know there's kind of a handful of breweries that really you can kind of say we would not be here um you know, without, uh, New IPAs wouldn't exist without them. And New England's, New England Brewing Company is one of those. And they kind of, again, did their own thing. Fuzzy Baby Ducks is a good example. Supernaut is another one. Coriolis is another. All kind of those hazy New England style IPAs. But the twist that uh, Nebco adds to this whole equation is that they really focus on single hop. New England IPAs, which is really cool. So it wasn't just throw a bunch of hops and a bunch of wheat and mess with your water chemistry and boom, we got AC beer. It was let's take this kind of hazy baseline and just feature citra hops, which is what's in Fuzzy Baby Ducks or Mosaic, which is all that's in Supernaut or Galaxy, which is all that's in Coriolis from like the first edition hops through the, the double dry hops, they're all single hop beers, which is also another thing you, you see often enough, but that was really kind of one of their hallmarks was great, hazy New England's, but also if you want to know what a citrop tastes like, just yes. find Fuzzy Baby Ducks. If you want to know what Mosaic's all about, find Supernaut. And I remember telling people that who were like, 
really curious about beer and like, where do I start? And what do all these hop names mean? It was like, just go to New England Brewing Company for the afternoon and get a bunch of flights. And that's a great way to find out what kind of hops you like or maybe don't because they're still going to have so many beers on that will feature just one. And that was really cool. First time I come across that in person and I thought it was such a, like a simple but genius approach to, to doing that. Like a tasting panel to hops, which we get people asking us about that frequently when I was a bartender, like what's the difference between Citra and Mosaic? I mean, sometimes nothing and sometimes a whole lot, (laughs) Yeah. uh, but tasting them. If you guys listening, uh, if you have like a favorite single hop featured beer, let us know in the comments or on social media. I think it's really cool when breweries do that and you can like, like Harrison said, you can drink Citra with Fuzzy Baby Ducks. You can drink Mosaic with Super Knot. And then you, you're you not just comparing beers, but you're hopefully figuring out like, okay, you know, I need to chase more Galaxy Hobbs. I really yeah. like this. I'll be there with you. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, so cool. And while you're chasing Galaxy Hops through the solar system, yeah, through sure. the universe, yep. um, I, I wish I knew how those works. Like you have city, you have state, <laughs> you have country, right. you have like solar system. Yep. greater solar system sure. immense so i don't know a bunch anyway. of the void for a while and then there's something else yep no one knows the place where no one can hear you scream and it smells <laughs> like burnt steak. That's it. um what about this badge if people are chasing this badge is there some common beers that we see people unlocking this my guess preemptively is that ipas are going to win this category based mm-hmm. on what i see in the shelves but i'd be really happy to see something like like KBS from founders or something creep in here as well. Yeah. And I mean, and, and you'll probably be pleasantly surprised maybe, but also pretty spot on as a reminder. So all you have to do five different beers with the style that can get contains Imperial or double in the style, in a style name. That's it. A lot of people have done this 1.2 million plus unlocks of this badge. Pretty impressive. And it really, looking over the list of the top 10 beers that have unlocked this the most, it kind of tells the tale of like craft beer from like 2000 to 2010 almost. It's like a lot of classics in here. The number one beer is 90 Minutes uh, from Dogfish Head. So, yes, it's a that was like beer. the ultimate shower beer because you get out of the shower and you're ready to go. You're, your night's halfway done. Um, so, that's a lot of summers have. I already shared those stories here, but so that's number one. Um, and then after that, change gears totally, but still kind of again sitting like a decade ago. Dragon's Milk from New Holland Brewing, the original. Mm-hmm. Now there's White Dragon's Milk. And we got to get that on podcast. We do. I know that that beer is kind of responsible for introducing lactose into Imperial Stouts. That like they were one of the first to do it. So you're right. We should we should talk about that and kind of share that story. After that, no surprise, Hetty Topper, we're just talking about the Alchemist, Sip of Sunshine, a little on the newer side, but still lost since it's one of those names that's important in the whole New England conversation. But Planet of the Elder, Ruination 2.0 uh, from Stone, which mm, Ruination's a bitter. That's yep. that's Stone's Bye. middle finger to the to Bye. me. <laughs> First time I drank it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, named appropriately, it'll you're you won't be able to taste anything for the rest of the night. But that's part of the experience. 
After that, a, uh, a drinking socially veteran, Old Rasputin, which nice. uh, great beer, higher ABV. But as we also discovered that episode, high IBUs too, which not yep. unlike a lot of other imperial, like Russian imperials, just to hold up to that that malt profile. KBS is in here, Boom Sauce from Lord Hobo, and then Stone's Wakaveza, which is their uh, kind of crazy like milk coffee stout, right? Like, some I think it's like Christmas, that. but yeah, it's like right. spiced. It's like a right. spiced That's right. stout. Um, it was really cool. You you were like ping ponging from West yeah. Coast to East Coast down that list of of big unlocks. That was awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Have you? Sure. Yeah, good stuff. I assume you. I, I assume most of us listening have had one or two of those as well to help uh, level up the two X badge. Are there any on that list, Harrison, that you haven't had? Ooh, well, no, I don't think so. What about you? Other in your hat, yeah. I am the same as you. I think I've had all of those. 90-minute Dragon's sure. Milk, Hetty. No brag. I had Hetty shipped to me in a warm box, but I've had it. <laughs> Sunshine, Pliant. Yeah, that's a great list, though. Like it, really it's, it takes me back to the early days of drinking crap. Boom Sauce was probably the heart, the one I had to work the hardest to get. Yeah. Yep, and now it's moving. I mean, Lord Hobo is growing like crazy, and they're opening up new breweries all over the place. So, kudos to them. But uh, yeah, that's probably one of the newest members to that list, which is awesome too. It just speaks to how quick they're growing and yeah, how cool those guys are. We enjoyed their Doom Sauce last uh, last season, a playoff Boom Sauce. They're kind of the black IPA version of it. But um, all right, cool. So a lot of great beers out there. You guys are enjoying. Some great ones as you unlock this badge. Let's turn and look at ourselves. John, how are you doing on your journey through the 2X badge? Where are you at? This is a badge I'm I'm happy, I'm proud of. I'm not, it's not one that I'm embarrassed about. Although I feel like I should be doing better still, but you know, I was I was raised Italian. You should always be doing better. Uh, I am on this badge, I'm at level 80. Uh, Wow. 405. 2x beers i've checked in the first one goes way back to march 2015 where it was trogue's nugget nectar and Uh, an imperial red i think it's listed so i didn't even know what i was doing at the time checking (laughs) it in but it was happy to start i was happy to start my journey with nugget nectar i still look forward to that beer and the most recent level up is a stout double stack from uh great notion so yeah just heavy ABV beers. That's one of the things I like. What, I about, what about you, Harrison? Yes, I know. This is your world again. Not so much mine. But before you said 80, I felt really good about my level. But now all things are relative and I'm I'm sinking in my seat in the back of the auditorium. Um, but I, I can't do that. So I'm at level 27. Almost a quarter. Okay, a little yeah, more than a quarter. Up, yeah, 27. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's a new middle score. Um, yeah, so that's like 138 beers that are, which is a lot for me. You know, I'm a, you know, like the lower ABB stuff. But um, most recently had Imperial Trop Haze from Peter Comforts yeah. that I really liked. Um, that was kind of the Imperial version of Tropicalia, which is one of their most, their most recognized beer. But I was jumping into my, Technically, this badge, learning the first few. The first uh, beer that I used to unlock it was Stones Enjoy by for 2014. So, in April 6th wow. of 2014. But then, right after that, 
There he is, Gandhi Botch. He's the second beer. And Coriolis from New England, which I just wow. mentioned, is right after that. So I go back even farther than I realized with these guys in my <laughs> untapped history anyway, which is pretty cool. Your problem may just be variety because you're going to check into G-Bot and it's not going to help you level up right. this badge. You're you right. already there. That's I just know what I like on the, the high end yeah. of things. You're right, John. That's it. That's it. That's what's happening. And here you talk about uh, Trop Hayes from Creature Comforts. Man, remember all the times we mentioned chicken and waffles at the Atlanta yes. airport? One day, I hope Chicken and Waffles is a verified venue so we can feature them on this podcast. That'd be a great full circle. And then go there. Just get stuck in Atlanta Airport for a while and drink beer and eat chicken and waffles. That sounds like I have a connected flight. I'm just here. Just here. My cab, my Uber is live in the parking lot. I'm just burning money, but needed to get some waffles and some chicken. Well, while you're thinking about chicken and waffles and you're drinking G-Bot uh, as a, as a, for your, I don't know, 15th time or something, yep. um, think about this, Harrison. Here's a question yes. for you. Yes. I want to know what you would rather. It's a would you rather question. Oh. That's where we're going. So, hmm. Harrison, would you rather, if you had to, you have to choose one, would okay. you rather that everything in your life moves towards 2x double speed Ooh. so you're you're living life in fast lane i don't know there's a there's probably a, a lyric to go so let me <laughs> let me re, let me slow down and rewind <laughs> harrison would you rather everything in your life goes twice as fast or twice as slow hmm. well i feel like everyone else in my family thinks i already move twice as slow I'm the classic, I have to go to the bathroom when everyone is in the car already. That is me. I'm just, I'll be out in a minute, and then I get a phone call from the driveway. Where are you? What are you doing? So I'm already, if I move in slow motion, I would I would one day realize I have, you know, living alone. Um, so that'd probably be dangerous. Two times as fast, though. I mean, right away, I think a Sonic the Hedgehog, great power, great responsibility. Great I mean... Great, yeah, super cool dude, but that attracted a lot of bad guys that he could move that quick. Um, jealous of his power, went into abuser for their own good. So on one hand, I'm kind sure of just like, well, <laughs> you don't get that from the video games and the rings and the levels, but the, you dig deeper into Sonic and his history and Got it. learn the prison he's really in is one of the mind and the soul, and he's just, it's, it's gifted his curse is the speed. So it's it's dangerous to I see danger there, but I also see opportunity, which is which makes it probably even more dangerous. Um, but I don't even know what I'm saying. But um, so right, if I'm weighing this, so I'm the slow. I already am. I'm already the last guy there, first guy to leave. <laughs> so that's not helping me at all, or anyone else for that matter. I think I would be. I mean. Life's already in slow motion for me. Perhaps, however, this is the exact question I need. If I moved two times as fast, maybe I'd be just at like normal speed. And that's kind of where I should be. Perhaps this is a wake-up call for me and that life in the slow lane is over and I just need to find that second gear. And if I'm moving twice as fast, it's it's I'm I'm it's I've already had that cup of coffee. It's, it's kind of the, the danger of coffee as well. If I can go on a tangent briefly, I feel like I love it. I drink it all the time. 
But because of that, I wake up at like a negative two every day and coffee just gets me to zero. I need to like be at zero going to plus two. So this will help. This will help with that. So I'm going to say I'm going two times as fast. But that's just me and everything in my life. I mean, I guess I'll just adjust. I can't go slower. If I go slower, I've got nothing. I'll just be, I'll be hit by a bus or something. I won't <laughs> make it across the road in time. I have horrible judgment. If anything, I should be faster when it comes to judging distances and speed of heavy things coming at me. I can't afford to be any slower. So I think I have to say two times as fast, John, if any of that. That was that was live feed for my brain. That was it. Unfil- unfiltered, unedited. A lot of behind-the-curtain looks. Golly. If you want to sign up or volunteer to be Harrison's life coach, yeah. uh, please email podcast at untap.com. Yes. <laughs> yep. I will make sure you. Any thoughts yourself, John, on faster or slower? Any reactions? Mm, as I get older, I would say I want things to move in slow because mm. I'm greedy and I, I, I start to get like I see my mortality. Yeah, this is getting Ooh. really dark. Um, slow seems like you're buying twice as much time, although that's how I feel when I'm in line at the grocery checkout too. I feel right. like everyone else is going in slow-mo and I'm the one that wants to get bagged and back Just in the car. Two things, right? Yeah, some two things. <laughs> Everybody is here right now buying beer and one stick of unsalted butter. Let us get out of here quickly. <laughs> uh, oh, you're right. Uh, you're but right. Uh, there's probably not, I don't know, I, I, I wouldn't mind either if I played double speed, I'd probably want to try and be a basketball player and then they'd look at me and they'd laugh and that'd be the end of that. So I showed them my speed, Sonic style. Yeah, Sonic style. Just careful. Someone films out their phone, it goes virtual, and then Dr. Doom or whoever is going to find you and try and steal your rings. Or I watched the Sonic movie from about two rooms away. I caught a little, I caught half the story. There's a movie? There is, there is a movie. Jim Carrey's in it. Um, good time. Where do I, I live? Well, you just don't um, have kids running around all the time, demanding something to stimulate them every thirteen seconds. So true. You watch out a Sonic movie. It's Sonic watch movie. It in, watch it in half speed. Right. That's the real answer. Make your kids watch their movies in half speed, so right. you don't have to you, you go right. Give a longer nap. Right. Do you still make them watch it on VHS tapes, or are they? Oh. Yeah, that's probably not. John, no, you're old. They wouldn't know yeah. what that was. They would have no idea what to do with that. Figure this out. When it, when it works on the TV, you can go to college. Right. I need an extra log nap one day. That's what I'll do. Here's a VHS player and a tape. Yeah. There's, there's TV inside this box. If you can figure it out, you have TV. I'll see you in nine hours. Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's oh, a game show a 30 years from now. Long tape. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> How did our parents do it? Get this to the next on. track in this cassette. Oh, you're right. You're probably, I'm probably whatever. Yeah, we got five different good TV shows. Half came out of that. But uh, that's our life. We're, you know, just idea generators and then we forget them 20 minutes yep. later. So, really, it's I just like. Recording. Yeah, right. If only there was a way. I wonder if we'll be able to run faster and John wants to go slower. Right. There's a lesson in the middle there, right? Just appreciate the speed in which you live, slower, fast. Slower, fast. Nice. Stay in your lane. It really, if anything, I wish I could remember two times as many things. That's the two X I want. That wasn't the question. Don't, too break, powerful. don't break the would you rather. Yeah, <laughs> we can't have you. We can't have you remembering to bring beer to the podcast and a glass at the same time. Right. That's, that's not, right. We, 
we'd get started too early. It would be we'd be free too soon. Um, efficiency has its drawbacks, I'm told. Um, one day I'll find out, maybe. <clears throat> but until then, uh, I'll just have to wonder. But what I wanted to wonder about is today's verify venue how of the week because John's going to tell us about it right now. Where are we going? What's happening? I've got one ready, and I think it's. Uh, I want to give myself a pat on the back. Mm. I will if you're watching on YouTube because sure, I think yeah. this is a cool one. I was <laughs> the the venue I want to feature is called Texaco Tequila Bar. Uh-huh. They're in Hamden, Connecticut, nice. nearby uh, New England Brewing Co., yeah. and they serve Gbot, and that's why I want to feature them on this episode. But also, I was recently on my yearly vacation, which is a three day weekend. Right. But um, I was recently celebrating my wife's birthday and we were going out with some friends and in-laws and everyone. And not everyone that was going out was a big beer fan. So when I was like, we should visit this brewery or this place, I got kind of pushed down and we ended up visiting a cocktail bar. And they had great cocktails. Raise your hand if you don't like whiskey and then just go ahead and smack yourself with it. Whiskey's <laughs> great. This place had great cocktails and they had a couple of lagers, like literally the things you would see on a Super Bowl commercial. Yes. But what I really wanted was like, I wanted to visit someplace like Texaco where they're a tequila bar, first and foremost, a beautiful cocktail list, but they right. also care about their beer. And that's what I get sometimes when you go to that cocktail bar and they're like, oh yeah, we got Miller Lite and Bud Light if you if, if you want it. Or we have these $15 prestigious, amazing cocktails, <laughs> but it's like they don't even care about beer. Texaco seems to nail that. Like I said, they've got G-Bot on draft. They've yeah. got a beautiful draft list. They're featuring local Connecticut breweries. So it's yep. like the best of both worlds. And as we get used to going out in real life and celebrating Wednesdays again with our friends in real world bars. If you have to go to one of those real world bars and everybody's talking about smoky tequila and cocktails, but you want to check it in and earn a badge, go to untapped, look for a local place that cares about beer, check out their menu. And that way your friends can drink margaritas and you can drink a margarita gosa. That's my pitch. Mm. Harrison, anything to say about Texaco? Yeah, I love this place. It used to be called Micro, and it was just a craft beer bar, but now it's Texaco. Um, and again, as you said, very well highlighting the tequila and cocktails in big ways, but also food. I mean, they've smoked jambalaya burritos, which is amazing. Yep. The Elote Street Corner is one of my favorite things to watch make right on the, they do it right on the gas grills, but also obviously enjoy um, so much food and the cocktails. They're pretty amazing. It looks like um, the Oaxaca with the devil is mezcal, ginger beer, lime juice. I mean, that's, mm, that's, I love on a hot day or a cold night. Doesn't matter. Tequila is always a good time. Mezcal is delicious. You know, I mean, they do it right, um, but it's it's thought you know th- thorough food, drinks, cocktails, beer. I mean, it's it's all taken care of there at uh, Texaco. So if you're near Hamden, you haven't checked it out, check it out. Make a trip. You're passing through. Grab some G-Bot from Nebco and go out for some smoked jambalaya burritos. Not too far away at Texaco, and you'll be having a great evening. In fact, that's I'm super jealous that people can do that. If you live in Hamden, whatever they want, but that's life. 
It is. And no, no shame on your cocktail game, but it's nice to be able to drink whatever you want. Um, exactly. Just why I don't go to France. No, it's a different story. <laughs> uh, so you can drink whatever you want. Harrison, it's been a long week, man. Ooh. What's What comes to mind when I ask you, what was the best beer you drank last week? Best beer. This is an easy one. Uh, so I've been enjoying... Not as last week, but for a little while now, something cold from Edmonds. Oh, so that's the name of the beer. Something cold. Excuse me, a giggle still. It's a blonde ale. Uh, we got to talk to, to the Edmonds Oaks guys uh, a little while ago through the Lowe's virtual beer hunt event that John and I hosted and hear the backstory of this, which is probably what you're all guessing. A lot of people came in in a hot South Carolina day to Edmonds Oaks and wanted something cold to drink, kind of like a lager-ish beer. And so they made this, which is not a lager, it's a Blondale, but it's become kind of my beer of the summer. It comes in big 16-ounce pounders, um, and it's delicious. It's I've been, We just bought a house, so there's lots of like yard work and housework, and I'm on the roof, and it's 95 degrees, and I'm melting. And the day ends with one of these inhaled in about 13 seconds, uh, and I have this really cool, huge koozie that I can fit it in. A 16 wow. ounce can koozie with their, and Gary, I think his name is. Their Edmund Oaks artwork is, is, is amazing. They got it figured out. So I've been enjoying that. Leave it to me to find my beer of the summer in August, though. But whatever, I found it. It's still the summer. It counts. And I'm going to make up for not drinking it all summer for the next month or three because we do live in North Carolina. It's kind of summer until it's Christmas. But uh, which I still forget each year. So glad yeah, to have no. something Perhaps cold. No, didn't come. <laughs> it's still cold. humid. Right. It's more like wait. I can't wait to wear my flannel shirt. Oh, I don't. I'll wear it in February for one week. That's uh, that's great. So that's a good week too. We'll drink a lot of stouts then. But John, what was your best beer of the, the week? Uh, and I say beer, but it was. I guess we could say beer or malternative if yeah. you watch us at Untapped Go Hard Festival. It's Untitled Art makes it. Untitled Art makes amazing beer. If you've ever had anything from them, you're probably shaking your head. If you haven't had anything from them, I'm sorry, because they're yeah. talented. Yep. But they also make seltzers. And I'm on the seltzer train. I am ready to go. If someone leaves, I will take over conducting. Hopefully, Untitled Art continues driving. But the beer I drank, the beer, the alternative, the seltzer I drank from them is part of their Florida seltzer lineup. They do a bunch of different flavors. The one I fell in love with most recently is their pineapple mango. Ooh. Dude, words. I don't have the words to describe seltzers yet. <laughs> They're like the first time I drank a New England IPA. I mean, yeah, you got your claws and your Trulies, and sure, sure. sure your, if you will, Bud Lights of seltzer. No, <laughs> no, no pejoratives intended. But Untitled Art Boulevard has a seltzer lineup. There yeah. are breweries that are making seltzers that are damn incredible. Yep. And I didn't realize it until I started drinking them. This one from Untitled Art, I'd buy a thousand if I could. I'd invest <laughs> in it if I could. <laughs> Here's seventeen dollars. Let me know <laughs> uh, if that helps you guys at all. But no, it was amazing. If you can find any of the seltzers from Untitled Art, I'd implore you to drink them. I'll be looking for them. Yeah, I know those guys. Everything they do is impressive, and it blows my mind. And I 
read the description. And I'm like, what in the world? How will that all make sense in this can sometimes? And then it does. Um, so hats off to them for, right, kind of finding the edge every week, finding the new frontier every time they make something, whether it's beer or an alternative. So I'll just keep an eye out for uh, for that one for sure. We we'll still have these hot, hot days ahead of us. But that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks again for hanging out today and entertaining me, kind of reminiscing, half foggy, half coherent memories, trying to figure out if I want to go fast or slow, but really just talking about Sonic and not remembering the question. Uh, speed of things to remember, though, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all those places. A dream with John for John, Harry Beer Beard for me. Um, yeah. Other than that, thanks for listening. We're going to be back next week and we're going to be speaking with the objectively cool folks oh, yeah. from CLS Hop Farm. Um, these are people that are growing El Dorado hops, which is a delicious hop. Stone's Delicious IPA, I think, makes a, makes a great job of featuring that, yeah. if I remember right. But we're actually going to be speaking with the people from the yeah. hop, a pretty cool brewing event that's going on, on the other side of the world from us that they're a big part of. So really looking forward to that episode, I guess, uh, in a week from now. That's it. But until then, cheers! Thank you.